91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. You are tuned into Local Motion. I'm your host, Rita Ryan, here each and every Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. This show is all about music and the arts in the Hudson Valley. Please consider subscribing to the YouTube channel, Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR, as well as the Facebook page by the same name. We just heard music from Clem Snide and Scott Avid. This was an album that was live from Just Beyond, and we heard forever just beyond those two you'll be part will be part of the Woodstock Film Festival next Thursday the 29th of September they'll be performing after a screening at Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock New York and I am beyond thrilled to have on the line with us today let's see if she's there Myra oops Myra yeah hello are you there Yes, I'm here. Are you not hearing me? I am now. Yes, I am now. Yes. Yes. Good, good. Good. Yeah, I'd like to do just a brief introduction here to the listeners, if I may, and start off by saying Myra Blaustein is co-founder, executive, and artistic director of Woodstock Film Festival. The 23rd annual Woodstock Film Festival returns from September 28th through October 2nd. For the complete lineup and to purchase tickets, you can visit the website at woodstockfilmfestival.org. And with that, a warm welcome to you, Myra, to Local Motion. <laughs> thank you so much. Nice to be here, Rita. Yeah, thank you. Um, your film festival, 49 feature films, 98 shorts. Is that correct? Um, yes, it is. It's quite a bit. Quite a bit yes. Yeah, yeah, it is quite a bit. I'd like to start, though, with a little bit of your background and how you fell in love with movies. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we have to go way back. <laughs> <laughs> we have time. Let's do it. Um, I think I fell in love with good movies, I should say, when I was about 16, I discovered my local cinematheque where I grew up and started going to every day, basically, and saw two movies each night, and they were all these great European art house type films, and completely fell in love, and I knew then already that my world would be film. It took me a while to get to it. I... When, you know, I mean, I went a few directions before I found film as my, as my vocation, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, once I moved to San Francisco and went to school at the San Francisco Art Institute, I started with photography and then for a project there, I ended up making a film and completely fell in love with the filmmaking process. And that was the end of that, and I continued studying film. And once I moved to New York City, I also became very exposed to film festivals and even interned at the New York Film Festival when I was young and um, wanted to start my own festival back when I was quite young early 20s, and that didn't happen though in, in, in Manhattan, but it happened um, a few years after. <laughs> um, there were a few twists and turns around the way, just like, you know, because life. Life happens. Various ways. Yes. Yeah, life, life just happens. Um, but then I worked for another film, a couple of other local film festivals, before Woodstock, and when I was working there, I just um, felt a growing need to, or urge, rather, to start my own festival, thinking uh, that I could do something really good yeah. and better than what I was doing at the time, and um, not having a clue, of course, how hard it would be. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And um, yeah, that's that's is uh, the very short form of uh, the history of my era and film. Now, when you did the first Woodstock Film Festival, how many feature films did you have then? Uh, I think we had seventy-five films altogether. That there were probably, I mean, there were features and shorts. Uh huh. 
but I think altogether we showed um, 75 films. But there were probably out of, you know, like 200 submissions. I right. mean, the ratio was not what it is today. Right, right. Um, and it was just uh, the most exciting thing. Oh. And the most wonderful thing, it was also uh, the, the scariest thing because sure. there was zero money. Right. Yeah, and and they really knew what they were doing. So Right. Well Mayura, you've come a long way, baby, because you're on twenty three now and we're starting a week from today. And um, this festival is just one of the and I I am not kidding when I say one of the highlights of my year. Because there's, as much as I love music, I love films. And the films that are, and Woodstock are just, I mean, first of all, you're driving from one theater to the other. You can see three to four films a day. And you are supporting this amazing local economy that we have here. And the films that you've chosen, um, I've never seen a bad film. I've never walked out of there and say, hmm, that one's questionable. And I think me as an audience member, what I appreciate the most is you're seeing a film and it's an independent film, but you're also many times getting Q&A afterwards. Tell us about that, if you would, please. Um, about the Q&A? Yeah. I mean, I would, say, I would say that most, I would say that at least 80% of the films at the festival this year have the filmmakers in attendance and usually they come in with an entourage of not just the director but the producer and the actor and and various other crew members um so one of the wonderful things about seeing a film at the film festival is that you can not only just see a film that more often than not you will not be able to see otherwise but you will also get to meet the filmmaker yes and listen to their to, to their insight of behind the scenes, the motivation behind making the film, the process of making the film. And it's just their thoughts, their thinking about it. And um, it just gives you such an insight into, into, into filmmaking yeah. and into the particular films that you are seeing at the time. So it's rare. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it doesn't happen again because those those are just of you know of the moment. Yes, and um, I'm so often told also that the Q and A at the Woodstock Film Festival are among the best because the audience is engaged and interested and 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 fairly sophist- and sophisticated. So yes. they ask good questions, and the the filmmakers are very you know they, they love answering those questions and get deeply into the answer so mm-hmm. it's um, it's really a great experience and also so often i see after screening you know the audience fills out the the filmmakers come out and the conversation continues on 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 the street yes. so it's really really quite wonderful yes yes it is a highlight but I also hear, and i hear so often also when people are waiting in line to see a movie you know, so they talk to each other. Mm-hmm. What did you see? What did you like? And they start having those conversations about other films. And it's just such a wonderful ex- exchange between people. And really, it, it isn't, there's nothing like it as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely um, not. It's quite a, you know, it's quite a process figuring out which films to see. I mean, it takes me an afternoon to do it because you have to figure out what films you're going to see, but also the timing to get to the next film. <laughs> and yes. and it, yes. it's, it's really quite a process. You know, it's exciting and it's fun. And um, I want to say one time, I've, I don't, you, you'll know the year, a few years back, Bearsville Theater, and it stuck with me and it sticks with me ever since. There was a film about the Boston Marathon. Um, uh, oh, yeah. The filmmakers are bad. The film filmmakers of that. Wow. Really? Oh, and they had the act, Uh, not, they weren't actors there. This was a documentary. This wasn't a big Hollywood eyes thing. There was no actors. There were the real people. And there were people there that were amputees. And it was as powerful as anything I've ever seen. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, they're very good filmmaker Annie and Ricky, and um, they have a film at the festival, and I'm just trying now to remind myself. <laughs> what the title of the film is, but uh, it's, uh, I will get back to it right, uh, right. once I once remember it. Right, right. Yeah, with uh, all the films, it's kind of hard to remember them all. I also want to congratu- congratulate you, Myra, that the Woodstock Film Festival is now accredited by the Academy Awards. Yes, that, that, that's very, very cool. I think, I think I'm, I'm still trying to remember, I apologize, <laughs> the, the title of it will come to me. I will interrupt you in the middle yes. of the conversation. Say, wait, wait. This, that's the title of the film because they are great filmmakers, and you should go see their their new film. Yeah, yeah. And you have online your your website is so um, informative. Woodstock Film Festival. My so-called high school rank. My so-called high school rank. Wow. I, I knew the whole, I knew all the words. I just I wasn't sure that it was. Um, <laughs> Tell, anyway, tell us again. High school rank, my so-called high school rank. The original title was just ranked, but then they changed it to my so-called high school rank. And it's really a fantastic film. Wonderful. And it's playing twice at the festival. So, oh. and, and they will be. And, this, and like, like what they've done before with, with the Boston Marathon movie, the subject of the film will be there as well. That's, that's how they do. That's how those filmmakers do things they they come with their subjects and the conversation afterwards is 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 deep mm-hmm. it's, and it's it's a this is a work in of the film also so wow wow yeah yeah sorry no 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 thank you thank you uh, very powerful um i went to woodstock last week to see music and i stopped by your office to pick up your wonderful brochure and i want to tell you that i'm impressed with the poster art by your artist joan snyder yeah, she's, well, you know, I mean, she is an amazing and very accomplished artist. Um, so we're, we're, we're fortunate that, that she allowed us to use this piece of art, and which I, which I love. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so she's a local, like part-time local, you know, Brooklyn and Woodstock, and uh, very accomplished, you know, art, you know, works in museums all over the world, and and so forth so it's um we're lucky to have her and it's a beautiful program i know you have t-shirts printed as well your box office tell us when you're open there now because it's getting so close to the festival if people want to buy tickets in person uh we're open right now wednesday to sunday from 11 a.m to 6 p.m starting wednesday of the festival starting actually monday of next week it's going to be every day uh, from Monday until Sunday, and I believe it's, uh, it's still going to be from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., but every day. Perfect. So, and so, and the office is right in the center of the village of Woodstock. Yes, 13 uh, Rock City Road. Road. Yes, yeah. 13 Rock City Road. You can also buy tickets online, of course, at woodstockfilmfestival.org. Now, you've got... 48 feature films you've got 98 shorts how do you pick them Myra? it's quite a process um it's a very very long process when um, do you start like the day after the festival ends or <laughs> not exactly but, but but fairly close i mean people start submitting basically in november and the festival ends in, you know in beginning of october and then like a month after people start submitting. Uh, submissions really pick up, um, I would say, you know, March. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end sometime in June. So we watch films and we watch films and we watch films for many months. And we have over 25 screeners who watch the movies for us as a you know preliminary set of eyes. Wow! And uh, so it just takes it takes a very long time. And also, in addition to just going through all the submissions, and we have thousands of submissions. I was just going to ask how many. Yeah, it's well over two thousand submissions. Wow! And we, other than that, uh, in addition, we go out to other film festivals and to distributors and directors and producers and producers reps and sales agents and various people 
and we just really keep a close eye on what's out there. And after doing it for so long, you know, I feel like we know a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's just a matter of um, taking your time, paying attention, <coughs> giving it a lot of thought, and um, slowly and methodically programming. It, it yeah. takes a long time. Yeah, I bet it does. It's quite a, uh, it must be quite a task, without a doubt. Um, you offer f- um, feature films. Talk to me about shorts. Yeah. What are shorts? I know what they mean, but tell the audience what shorts are. Well, I mean, if you judge by the Academy of Motion Picture and Television, a short film is anything from one minute to 40 minutes. After 40 minutes, it becomes a full-length film. And, um, so, I mean, any... All types of filmmakers make shorts. Sometimes uh, those who also make long uh, feature films, also make a short film. Sometimes actors make shorts. Sometimes students make shorts. More often than not, students begin with making a short film. They make it, they do it in university, and, uh, or, and or they do it once they're just starting out as a filmmaker. And sometimes all they do is shorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, shorts is, a, is a, just a great way of telling a story. And it's definitely the, it's much, the, 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 risks, the risks are much lower because usually the budget is much lower and often there's no studio who's, or, or, or you know, financiers who are just uh, or, or sitting over your shoulders all the time and telling you what to do and making sure you, you, you're doing things right or according to what they want you to do. So there's also a lot of freedom in making a short, uh, making a short. And mm-hmm. then, of course, there's, we also have an animation program, mm-hmm. and animators, so many incredibly talented animators who do just, you know, like two minutes, three minutes, short films that can be brilliant. I mean, just blow your mind. Yeah. So actually, this year we, we have, I think, 11 incredible shorts, shorts, animation that we are showing and each one of them is just a total gem oh that's so amazing very, very other. now tell me what so it, tell me what hudsey is hudsey is is a is a local new it's an app that is kind of like the hudson the the equivalent of netflix for the hudson valley oh great and it's not, I, it doesn't have anything to do with the Woodstock Film Festival. We're just giving them a showcase. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a new organization and a new app, and they feature, they, they celebrate short films made in the Hudson Valley, and they themselves, also the people who run it, they're also filmmakers, and they make films themselves. So they're new, and we just want to support them, so we're giving them a showcase, and they have selected three films that ha- that have not been seen yet um, by their filmmakers to showcase at the festival. Oh, so. that, that's so wonderful. That's so good of you to do, and it sounds like a very exciting app and to check it out. Also, you know, Woodstock Film Festival happens for five days every year, but really you also have quite a few year-around programs which are also noted in your beautiful color brochure here um so you guys are busy all year long just not with the films but with doing things name some of the things that you do for as the festival for the community and in the community well i mean i love all of our educational initiatives um one of my favorites is a youth film lab and that is a free program for area teenagers it started out as um three weeks summer intensive workshop for area teenagers, up to 15 teenagers working under the guidance of, of three instructors and three te- um, teacher's assistants and about eight or so professional mentors as they would make films, short films from beginning to end during those three weeks. And then we would show those films at the festival. And it grew into a year-round initiative. Mm. So now, um, we ha- last year we had started, I believe it was in January. We couldn't start in September. We started in January, and 
worked with the teens throughout the academic year, uh, meeting with them a couple of times each month and just teaching them and teaching them and teaching them about filmmaking. Uh, and then in the summer, it grew again into that those three weeks intensive where the where the teenagers made incredible films, I have to say, that we are showing at this year's festival wow. as part of the teen program. So, and, and, and that initiative, I have to tell and I can tell you so many of those kids, those teens who started with us five years ago are now in college studying oh. film, oh. in movies, they're going to be working in the business, they're pretty soon going to be hiring me for something because they're <laughs> going to be so good, oh. so impressed with them. Um, so that's really exciting, and we've been doing that every year now for five years and, and going strong. Yes, good for and, and you. Yeah, it's really great. I'm so happy with it, and it's just a, it's a very feel-good kind of thing also because they, you know, it's an incredible uh, opportunity for them. Right. And we have, and, and so many of the parents would come to us afterwards and, you know, thanking them as in their time. Now they're going to film school and they're going to be filmmakers and, and, you know, and it's not something that they've really thought of before. Right. Um, right. And the well, other initiative that they really love is the Filmmakers Residency Incubator, mm-hmm. which is a month-long um, program for four budding, four emerging filmmakers from all over the country, um, who are developing projects that have to do with social justice. Uh, and it can be environmental, or it can be um, social-political, or it can be about food security, those kind of areas. And both documentaries and narratives, and we house them, and we feed them, and we uh, bring them... Um, teachers and artistic director <laughs> and mentors and throughout the whole process and we just really closely help them develop their projects right. and not just the, their films but the, themselves as, as artists mm-hmm. and then we bring them back to the festival and this year they're coming back and we're doing actually a showcase with um the residents from this past spring, and uh, that's going to happen on Sunday. It's the you know the last thing at the festival, basically, and right. uh, they will not only talk about what they're doing now, but they'll show us what they're doing because they all have been shooting since the residency, and they will show. I mean, they've been shooting the films that they have been workshopping, developing during the residency. They start shooting them. They start getting in production. So they're going to show us clips of what they are working on now, which is going to be very exciting. So exciting. We have developed those projects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know the backbone of your organization is what you see all over because you have so many theaters and venues that you have to man during this time of the festival. Tell me about volunteers. Uh, you're absolutely right. The volunteers are the backbone. Um, ever since day one, ever since 2000, we have relied so much on volunteers. And they are indeed, uh, th- there wouldn't be a film festival without them. We use about 200 volunteers. Wow. wow. And they come from over the area, by and large. And um, we, they help with the venues, they help with press, they, have, they help with art department, with, with tech, with guest relations, with box office, with transportation, with every aspect of the festival, basically. And they're wonderful, and we so appreciate them. And um, we have volunteer each year. We have wonderful volunteer coordinator who works for months to, to to recruit those volunteers, to gather them, and then to get them, you know, put them to work right. and in, in the various areas. And um, it's um, it's quite the process all, all on its own. Yes. And yeah. without that, yeah. it wouldn't yeah. be a festival. Absolutely. It must be some undertaking trying to figure all that out. 200 volunteers, that's amazing. Um, 
the other thing that I thoroughly enjoy as uh, part of the festival are your panels. I love the panels. You're absolutely right. Um, it's um, it, again every year we, we we do panels and we bring some some of the most accomplished members of the industry to talk about what they do, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's actors or directors or producers or distributors or editors or what have you. And uh, this year is no exception. We are also this year um, signing a light on most of the honorees at the festival. So we have a special conversation with Ethan Hawke. We have uh, a special conversation with Deborah Granick, who is a fantastic director and receiving our uh, Fiercely Independent Award this year. A conversation with Ariana Bocco, who is the president president of IFC Films, an incredibly accomplished uh, member of the film industry and a youth supporter of independent cinema. And we have a panel of directors and directing, and we have some of the most accomplished directors, both from the narrative side and the documentary side, talking about their work. And one of the directors is Rodrigo Garcia, who has uh, the film Raymond and Ray at the festival, yes. starring uh, Ethan Hawke and Ian McGregor. Rodrigo Garcia is also the son of Gabriel Garcia Marquez. He's a great writer, but of course, he, <laughs> he, he, he does have that lineage in him, yes. and, and a great director. Yeah. So he's, he's one of the directors who will be on that panel. Oh. There, are, there are three others. Uh, all of them are great in, in their own way. And we have a wonderful Women in Film panel, and it's uh, featuring, among others, actress Karen Allen, uh, who you may remember from, I mean, she's an incredibly accomplished actress, but she was um, she, she was uh, Indiana Jones' um, sidekick at um, um, Indiana Jones and the... And the Oh, and one of those. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Captain calling him Indy, Indy. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while since I've seen this film. Right. But um, she's great. Karen Allen is fantastic. And uh, so she's one, she's one of the few um, great women on that panel. And then, like I said, we have um, the residency panel, which I really love. And uh, that's going to round up the series of panels. We have six panels at the festival this year. So exciting. So, you know, I've gone to a few of them. Um, last year with with uh, Kelsey Grammer, um, he was such a like emotional guy. He cried at everything in a sweet way. And, and it's such, such an up-close and personal time that you get to yeah. spend with people. I also please want to note that these things sell out. So if you're thinking about going to something, there's things that are already sold out. Get your tickets very soon because if you wait to the last minute, you might be very disappointed that things are not available. Is that correct? It's it's very correct, but I do want to add one more thing. While I highly encourage people to get tickets ahead of time, uh, if there's something that you really want to see and it's sold out, keep in mind that everything also has a standby line. Got it. There always ghost seats left for um, certain things. So if you really want to see something, just get to the venue at least 30 minutes before start times get in the standby line and um, there is a good chance that you'll be able to get in but having said that again get your tickets now it's such a good idea to do that yes um unless you want to get a full festival pass in which case you can just waltz right in not have to plan not have to think about it the festival is your oyster you can go into everything go and do everything and again the website woodstockfilmfestival.org i'd also like to mention because we are talking about woodstock which is synonymous with music and um you've got some great musical performances happening also starting at levon helm studios with um clem snide and scott avid of the avid brothers yes yes um yes that's very exciting. I mean, Live on the Home Studios, of course, is very is a, an iconic 
venue and uh, Clem uh, and the the performance is uh, going to happen at the heels of a screening called the Ballad of Clem's Night mm-hmm. which is basically the story of this musician and also the making of the record that he he has made with Scott Avid who produced the record and Scott Avid is also all over the film and so the two of them will then perform a whole set right after the screening of the film right there at Levon Helm studio so it's going to be very special event for absolutely and listeners this yeah. is happening next Thursday September 29th at 9 p.m at Levon Helm Studios and again you can check out woodstockfilmfestival.org the other um, event also locals Jay Unger Molly Mason at the Woodstock Playhouse on Saturday August uh, yeah. October 1st I'm so happy about that so so we we are doing a 30-year anniversary of Brothers Keeper by Joe Berlinger and the, and the late Brusinovsky. It's an incredible film, incredible documentary. And when I decided to do that, and I looked up, looked it up deeper, I saw that the people who ma- who wrote the music for the film are the local musical celebrities, <laughs> Molly Mason and Jay Ungar. Yeah. So I asked Joe uh, Berlinger, the, the director, if it was okay for me to reach out to them and see if they can perform. And he said, sure. So... I did, and they were very happy to do that. And so, and, and they're so great. Yes. And so they'll be there and they'll perform songs that they wrote for the film. Right. So, right. Um, so exciting. So exciting. Um, the other fun part about being an audience member at the Woodstock Film Festival is after each film, like when you walk into the film, of course, you get your popcorn, and then you also get a little ticket. And you get to vote um, how much yes. you like that film. And the vote really does mean something because the festival holds what's called the Maverick Awards. Tell us about how you get that little piece of paper and then the Maverick Awards, please. Well, uh, the, the ballot, the, the little piece of paper is a ballot that you handed when you come in. And as you exit, you just tear it in the right place that explain it to you and hand it to the person at the door and we tabulate everything. And then at the end of the festival, we give also the audience award. So we give the audience award in best feature narrative and best feature documentary. And those are really, really important for the filmmakers. So it's, because to win an audience award at at a respected film festival, it's just um, it's very helpful for their their own film and their own career. Yeah. So we definitely want everyone attending the the films to also fill up the fill out the ballot and um, and and hand it to the volunteers. Voting is important, no matter if it's an election for a politician or. Even in something like this, vote, 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 right, Mayra? Don't forget to vote, absolutely. <laughs> very, 100, very. 100%. Now, the Maverick Awards this year are taking place October 1st, which is a Saturday at the beautiful Ulster Performing Arts Center, also known as UPAC, at 9 p.m. Is that uh, open for the public to attend? Totally. It's, um, this is going to be a great, great event. And UPAC is huge. It's fifteen hundred seats. It's only twenty five dollars a person to attend, and we are presenting all these honorary awards. You know, we're presenting an award to Aquafina, who is so fabulous. Oh, she and is. To Ethan Hall and Amanda Seyfried, who, who just won an Emmy for the Dropout, is going to present the awards to Ethan Hawke. And Deborah Granick is going to receive an, an honorary award from, from Vera Farmiga. So it's going to be, and, and, and Ariana Bocco is receiving an, an, an award. And then we're giving all these awards for all the various films that are showing at the festival. And there are a lot of competitive awards. And there's a great house band. So there's also a lot of music. And it's just a really fun event. And it's all happening Saturday night, as you said, October 1st at UPAC. 
And again, it's only $25, which I, I'm hoping is um, accessible to most people. Right. Yep. And um, it's really, really, it's going to be a really great evening. Now, without putting you on the spot, because there's 49 films and 98 shorts, uh, and I know they're all special. I, I know they're all special. Uh, no, no, Are there some, uh, is there like, if you had to just immediately think like, uh, what do you want to see? I, I heard you do an interview with Joe Donahue, and you were saying something about the Dr- David Straithan opening night at the Playhouse. I love, well, I love David Sassoon. He's, he's a brilliant actor and such a wonderful human being. You know, he won Academy Awards for Good Night and Good Luck. Among, and he's an incredibly accomplished actor. So he is, um, he is coming Wednesday evening uh, to the festival. He, this is, um, the, the film that we're showing is a one-man, basically a one-man show. It's called Remember This. And uh, David is basically telling us the story of his him, his character, a survivor of the Holocaust, and how he and how he deals with the survival, and mm. and how and and uh, it, it's, it's he does an amazing job. It's a really great film. Everybody from the film is going to be there. I mean, wow. David is going to be the director, the producer. Mm. It's just uh, it's it's the whole crew is coming up for this mm. and um it's definitely definitely worth it to attend yeah it sounds really powerful really powerful um i know you also have judd harris right in a film on a sunday night i believe um judd harris yes that's the basically the very last film at the festival and it's a it's a late edition the film is called i mordecai and it's a story based on the director's father, and it again happened to be a Jewish story of uh, just a elderly man in in, in Florida who's just um, struggling with, uh, with with contemporary life and contemporary technology. It's it's very funny, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it's um, it's a uh, and Judd Hirsch is just. I guess he's hilarious in that film. And Carol Kane is his wife, and she is just as hilarious, if not more. And um, Judd Hurst is coming, as well as the director, and as well as the um, person whose Judd Hurst character is based on, the the, the director's father. Uh So they're all going to be there. Wow. For the Q&A, and yeah, it's going to be great. Oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. Now, we all know we have a thriving, um, you know, a lot of films being made here in the Hudson Valley, and there's quite a few that were shot here in the Hudson Valley, right, that you are having at your festival. Um, Yes, there are a number of them, and um, um, let's see, which one would would I like to bring up? Uh, I guess, um, what is it? Oh, Stay Awake is one film that I, that I would love to point out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was right here in the Kingston, Hudson Valley area, and it's about two brothers, two siblings, and dealing with their very obese and drug addict addicted mother wow. who is constantly trying to um, get rid of her addiction and they're constantly trying to deal with that while are are in while they're incredibly supportive uh, and of her and loving towards her uh, but they're also trying to sort of get out uh, get away from under sort of the spell of her dependency. Wow. Dependency on the drugs and dependency on, on them. So it, it's really a three-character story. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very well um, done. And, um, of course, the director and the producers and everybody are going to be there. And it's really it's great. 
Oh. I, I love this. Song. Oh my gosh. So you're going to have to catch up on sleep now and then you will have none for five days and then you must go into hibernation <laughs> for a little bit afterwards on Monday, I would think after the film festival, no? Monday after the festival is a very good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my era i am in awe of all that you have done for the community of the hudson valley with this film festival brava to you 23 years that's a lot of work and um it every year it just gets better and better and and i am just as a fan of the festival a, a, a movie goer i am just again it really is one of my favorite events of the whole year that i know that is coming up i always mark my calendar out as soon as you announce the dates and then it's always exciting once you announce the lineup of films which is usually like in september and and it's just yes. a really wonderful thing that you've built here and um and thank you for it because um it makes the community that much better and um for everything that you've done for the film industry for the locals here all these programmings that you've done um for the youth and everything else so keep doing what you're doing please we need more of this and um and we need more of it we just really do i just thank you so much for everything and woodstockfilmfestival.org trust me folks get out there go see a film or two or three or like me 14 and just go have some fun <laughs> because this is there's nothing else like it and to be able to just drive around the Hudson Valley and then you can go out to eat at these wonderful restaurants that they have around and you know if you're not from the area I'm guessing hotels are probably pretty close to booked up but check you know and it's just a wonderful event so my Euro Blaustein thank you for bringing this to us and continuing for a very long time to come I hope you'll come back on the show next year and we can do this all over again Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. And I know I'll see you at the movies. Yes, you will see me at the movies. I cannot wait. And um, thank you for everything. I'll see you soon and get some rest because you've got a busy week ahead. Yes, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Mayura. Bye-bye. 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. How much fun was that? If you tuned in a little bit too late, um, I'll be uploading the interview we just had with Myra Blaustein from the Woodstock Film Festival uh, this evening on the local motion channel on the YouTube as well as Facebook page. So you know what? I am going to play a short track right now by Larry and Teresa because I accidentally had to cut them off and then we'll be back with musical happenings and we'll have Dr. J on at the top of the hour. Let's take a listen to some music by Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams, 91.3 WVKR. If I had my way if I had my way, yeah. If I had my way, dear Lord, I would tear this old building down. Delilah was a woman, she was fine and fair. She had good looks and cold black hair. Delilah, she gained old Samson's mind. At first she saw the woman as a filling Delilah, she climbed up on Samson's knee Said, tell me where your strength lies, if you please She spoke so kind, she talked so fair Samson said, Delilah, you cut off my hair You can shave my head as clean as your hand And my strength will become as any other man Oh, if I had my way yeah. If I had my way if I had my way, dear Lord, I would tear this old building down. You read about Samson, all from his birth. He was the strongest man that ever lived on. One day while Samson was walking along He looked down on the ground and saw no jawbone He stretched out his arm 
WVKR, Larry Campbell and the powerful voice of his bride, Teresa Williams, from the soundtrack from It Was the Music We Just Heard, Samson and Delilah. And Larry and Teresa will be my guests here in two weeks, and I just cannot wait. They were my first guests, and um, I'll never forget it. And the music I use as introduction music is from Larry Campbell, and um, huge supporter, and um, I will never, ever forget their support and being my first guests on the show. They come back usually once or twice a year, and I'm lucky enough to have them back in two weeks. Next week, my guest will be Carl Gutowski from the Howland Chamber Music Circle. In two weeks, Larry and Teresa, also bassist Jeff Hill, will be joining us in October, as well as Stephen Claire. We've got a great fall lineup on Local Motion. Now it's time for Musical Happenings. So I talk about venues in and around the Hudson Valley in the hopes that you go support some live local music. Alphabetical order. Let's start with the Bardavon. Bardavon and UPAC. Info, bardavon.org. This Friday, September 23, Little Feet at UPAC. October 13, Jeff Beck at UPAC. Barnstock in Woodstock, also barnstockny.com. Bill Ware Trio on October 8th. Bearsville Theater in Woodstock, also at bearsvilletheater.com. October 11, Stickmen. October 14, Reelin' in the Years, Steely Dan Tribute. Caramore in Katona, info at caramore.org. September 30, Melissa Aldana Quartet. City Winery in Hudson Valley in Montgomery, New York. Info at citywinery.com slash Hudson Valley. September 25, Johnny Swim. Colony in Woodstock and colonywoodstock.com. Tonight, Brian Mitchell and Friends. Thursday, Eric Squindo presents the songs of Harry Nilsson. Friday, Joan Shelley. Saturday closed for a private event, but the beer garden is open with Oktoberfest music by Jay Collins. Sunday, Matthew O'Neill and Friends. Every Monday is an open mic at Colony, and the Colony Beer Garden is open. Check the website for details. Dogwood in Beacon and at dogwoodbeacon.com. Thursday, Tough Old Bird. Friday, Liz Kelly. Saturday, Top Bottom, New Expressions, and Preston Spurlock. At the Falcon in Marlboro and live at thefalcon.com. Tonight, Connor Kennedy and One Star. Thursday, Dead Grass and Friends. Friday, The Dark Horses, Concert for George Harrison. Saturday, James Maddock and Brian Mitchell. Sunday, Camille Thurman. Fisher Center at Bard College and fishercenter.bard.edu. October 1st and 2nd, Dvorak 7th and the Czech Symphonic Tradition with the Orchestra Now. 
Jazz Forum in Tarrytown, and jazzformarts.org. Friday and Saturday, September 23 and 24, two shows each night. Featuring Aaron Goldberg, Reuben Rogers, and Eric Harland. Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock and levonhelm.com. Tonight, The Suffers. September 29, Clem Snide and Scott Avis as part of the Woodstock Film Festival. October 1, Sean Colvin. The Stissing Center in Pine Plains and stissingcenter.org. October 1, Wolf Tones. Tarrytown Music Hall in Tarrytown, also at tarrytownmusichall.org. September 23rd, Kathleen Edwards. September 24th, Al DiMiola. Town Crier in Beacon and towncrier.com. Every Thursday is an open mic. Friday on the salon stage, Russell St. George. On the main stage Friday, Soul Purpose. Saturday on the salon stage at Town Crier, Pipes and Peanut Butter. Sunday on uh, Saturday on the main stage, Best of the 70s. Sunday evening on the salon stage, Chris Brown and Peter Kalo. As we just talked about for the whole hour, the 23rd annual Woodstock Film Festival, September 28th through October 2nd. Info and tickets at woodstockfilmfestival.org. Also, the 12th annual O Positive Festival in Kingston, October 7th through 9th. Info at opositivefestival.org. And that about does it. That about does it for musical happenings right now. Thank you again to today's guests, Myera Blaustein from Woodstock Film Festival. Info and tickets, woodstockfilmfestival.org. It begins next Wednesday and runs through October 2nd. And so much fun. If you like films, oh my gosh, so much fun. There's something for everybody there. Check out the website, tickets available now. And um, if you missed part of that interview and you'd like to hear more, again, it'll be uploaded on the Local Motion Facebook page as well as the YouTube chain, uh, channel. Again, that's Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR. We've got Dr. J in the house, so keep it tuned right where you're at. And I'll see you again next Wednesday from 4 to 6 with Local Motion. Again, I'm your host, Rita Ryan. I'll play 30 seconds of music, and then you got Dr. J. 91.3 WVKR. Until next time, I wish you peace. given us years of happiness here. Now we must part. And as the angels come and call for you, the pains of grief tug at my